the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Thanks for listening to the Town Hall Review with Hugh Hewitt podcast, bringing to you the best voices on the stories and issues that matter. Helping make it all possible is the generous partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy and ADF, the Alliance Defending Freedom. Here's another piece I'll trust you enjoy. It's amazing that every generation has a battle for freedom because, as I've said so long, freedom is a value, not an instinct. People rather be told what to do than be free. People rather be taken care of than be free. In different eras, they were known by different names. Today, they are known as progressives or leftists. And they wish to control you and they wish to be controlled. I don't know why people want to control others and I don't understand why they want to be controlled. And we have hygiene fascism or safetyism. Those are terms that others have coined, not I. But that is correct, what is happening. I mean, if these rules do not constitute a variation on fascism, I, even if you think they're right, I mean, th- th- that's, that's, there are two separate issues. Are the rules fascistic is one question, and are they legitimate is another. You may say that the fascistic rules are legitimate because of health. But for you to deny that this is a form of fascism is to lie to yourself. And then there's no chance for dialogue because if you lie to yourself, it's worse than lying to others because you don't even know that you are. And Eric Garcetti is a is a is a variant of fascism. So is Newsom, and so is the Wolf in Pennsylvania. I mean, the guy guy's scary. He's a scary. He's a, these are nothings. You have to understand. When they, when when you actually study the the dictators and the people around them of the twentieth century, you find that largely they're nothings. They turn out they just turn out to be pathetic individuals who really have nothing going for them except that they had power. I mean, to keep keep Los Angeles locked down through July, oh, we're, we're opening up. You can do curbside delivery. Curbside delivery means the store is, is not getting customers. Why would I drive for curbside delivery if I can't enter the store when I could order it online, right? They have contempt for uh, small business owners. First of all, small business owners are probably the largest single group outside of religious Jews and Christians uh, who vote a Republican. So they have zero interest in preserving the, the business middle class. Zero. The poor and the rich are the progressives' pals. The middle class is not... That there are middle-class people who vote Democrat is, a, is an ode to the power of self-deception. Piece in the Wall Street Journal 
soaring prices, rotting crops, coronavirus triggers global food crisis. Every news source in the world gets it wrong. And it is so wrong that it gives us little firepower, let alone hope, to fight what is really causing this. It's not the coronavirus that is triggering a global food crisis. It's the lockdown. <laughs> it's mind-boggling. It's, it's sort of like saying, remember thalidomide? It was a terrible uh, drug that uh, pregnant women took for whatever reason. I don't remember the reason. And it, it hadn't been investigated and, and deformed babies were born. It's a very tragic story. Now, I'm curious, what would you, what would you think of a headline, crisis caused by pregnancy? You will say, well, no, the crisis was not the pregnancy. It was the thalidomide. The world is shutting down because of the shutdown. So let, let's just, I mean, I'm, I'm talking accuracy. They're all inaccurate headlines. There's a worldwide global, that's redundant, food crisis because of the shutdown. Not the virus. This is not even a mass killing virus compared to others that we've had. How many people died in the Hong Kong flu? And what year was that? In the 60s? 69. 100,000 Americans died. Nothing shut down. We're different people today. You've been taught you, more people went to college. It's the single biggest reason. More people went to college and became stupid now you know the effects of college? Listen to the experts. Listen to the experts. Listen to the experts. You have no mind. You have no mind. You have no wisdom. Listen to the experts. As economies worldwide come out of lockdown, logistical issues could be resolved. Borders could start to reopen and food trade would pick up, alleviating some risks. Yet it is unclear how many months that would take. Yeah. In other words, it's all the lockdown. In the article, it's the lockdown, not the virus. But in the headlines, it's the virus. In India, which has been under a nationwide lockdown since March 25th, Minati Swain's crop, an individual there, of tomatoes and bananas went to waste in the field. Imagine in India, tomatoes and bananas going to waste because restrictions on movement... Is that done by the virus? Are there restrictions on the movement on your movements because of the coronavirus or because of stupid officials? Not just stupid, power hungry, expert worshiping fools. Folks, if you don't battle for freedom now, it's lost. Freedom's not natural, it's an American value. And individuals elsewhere have it, but it's mostly American. Restrictions on movement made it impossible to get the produce to local markets in the eastern state of Orissa. That's that's what it is. It's the blockage by the authorities. Wisconsin Supreme Court strikes down stay-at-home order. The decision by a four-to-three majority. And they just have an election for a Supreme Court justice there, and, and it was the, the, the leftist who won. 
Uh, you see, people in Wisconsin, you vote you you voted in that election to have less freedom. You vote Democrat, you're voting less freedom. That's as true as two and two is four. Wisconsin Supreme Court on Wednesday rejected the extension of the state's stay-at-home order, siding with Republican legislators in a high-profile challenge of the emergency authority of a statewide official during the coronavirus pandemic. Governor Tony Evers, a Democrat, had extended the prohibition on most travel and operations of non-essential businesses until May 26th. But in a 4-3 to three ruling, the court said that Wisconsin's top health officials had not followed the proper process in setting the strict limits for residents. Quote, this comprehensive claim to control virtually every aspect of a person's life is something we normally associate with a prison. You like that, eh? Guess what? Do you think the justice who wrote that was a conservative or a liberal? We normally associate with a prison, not a free society governed by the rule of law. Justice Daniel Kelly wrote in a concurring opinion. Now listen to the governor's response. You will love it. This turns the state to chaos. People will get sick and the Republicans own the chaos. So freedom is chaos. Get it? Do you get it? This is, this is like a giveaway. This whole thing should be so clarifying to you. To leftists, freedom is chaos. Control is order. That's right. You got it. It's as clear as you can get. That's correct. If they're not in control, if you have the right to travel, open up your business and feed your family, that's chaos, man. By the way, the answer to the thing, well, you know, some people will die, is that is correct. There is virtually no social policy that is that it can be enacted in which there will not be people who die. That's just, you raise the speed limit. What are the, I gave you the numbers the other day. Five miles per hour speed limit, just five miles increase. In 25 years, 37,000 people have died. So don't increase the speed limit. Let's all drive on highways at 35 miles per hour. My favorite example is stop and frisk. According to Mayor Bloomberg, you remember Michael Bloomberg? It saved 7,000 lives, stop and frisk. Thanks for listening to the Town Hall Review. I want to talk to you for a moment about a group I've done work with for years, ADF, the Alliance Defending Freedom. You've seen how your freedom is under attack? Go to townhallreview.com to find out how you can join Alliance Defending Freedom to help ensure the opponents of freedom don't dictate your future. That's townhallreview.com. If you enjoy your podcast, take a moment, tell a friend to subscribe today. This is Albert Moeller for townhall.com. Our government spending is way up and everyone's seemingly fine with it. A recent headline at the New York Times captured it well. A giant deficit, once dreaded, is now desired. 
Historically, of course, we've had a long-standing argument in American politics about debt, the deficit, and government spending. But now, all those old rules seem to be completely out the door. On both sides of the political aisle, we have politicians making arguments they wouldn't have believed they could have gotten away with just eight weeks ago. Republicans don't sound like Republicans, and some of the Democrats sound like the kind of Democrat that other Democrats would have run from just weeks ago. We need to be alerted to the danger of debt, a debt that future generations will have to repay. Our economic decisions reveal our morality, our culture, our priorities. These decisions eventually reveal who we are. I'm Albert Moeller. The Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. Learn more at publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu.